the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Please like the podcast and subscribe to this channel. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is an author who has recently had her latest book published in the science fiction genre, Deanne Heron. What inspired you to write your first book? What inspired me to write? As I said, you know, when I was little, when I first came here, um, you know, the, the black community was much closer. We had the partner. Everybody belonged to a partner because most people didn't have bank accounts. And you would take the money every week because I remember my mom sending me with the partner money um, to the lady down the street. And then we'd take it in turn to get that money. And we'd meet, like, at the weekends. You know, people would get together, my family or friends. Everybody would bring a dish. Somebody would bring the fish, somebody would bring the chicken, somebody would bring the rice and peas. And we'd all get together at the weekend and play music and just had a really lovely time. And we'd take it in turn to go to each other's houses. And it was the memories, you know, the men being told off, you know, and the, the older women, you know, it, it was, yes, yes, auntie, no, auntie. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't raise your voice at them. And I wanted to cap those lovely memories because I was thinking times have changed so much even my children don't remember that I've got two daughters and I'm thinking I would like to capture these memories so that my grandchildren can see what my life was like growing up so that was what inspired me to start to write the partner money stories and I love Patwa um, I, I didn't even speak it properly when I was in Jamaica because I was in Kingston for my first three years uh, my grandma used to tell me off if I tried to speak Patwa and said I must speak properly you know because when I send you to England I don't want your mother to tell me tell me off <laughs> and then of course when I came here because we lived in Winninshaw it was an all white I was the only black kid in my school my primary school so I had to lose my patwa the little patwa I had overnight so when I when I left home I started listening to Miss Lou again and one of my cousins is a Rasta whenever I went to his house I'd listen to his friends and the way they spoke I thought, right okay I'm gonna learn to speak patwa again which is what took I've done so my books are written in English but with Jamaican patwa dialogue and how long did it take you to write your first book pardon the money stories oh years Nigel because I kept writing stories and I just leave them and then nothing happened I had them all in a box and unfortunately when I moved that box was thrown out without me realizing so I lost quite a lot of my writing oh dear so I started writing again and I was in a group I can't remember I don't think it was Facebook and I was talking to this gentleman he, he lives in Jamaica and he was saying to me oh I see on the, on the group that you know you write send me something let me see one of the things that you write so I, I sent him a story and immediately he wrote me thinking oh my god this is amazing I love this and he said to me that he knew I forget the lady's name she worked for the Jamaica Observer this was a Sunday afternoon he said right I'm going to send this to her and the next time I speak to her I'm going to tell her you know they need to publish your stories because the, the Jamaica Observer at the time had a pull out magazine where they would publish stories each week anyway he sent it obviously must have emailed my story to this lady about half an hour later this is a Sunday afternoon you know Nigel half an hour later I got a, a message from her I love this story we're going to publish it next week do you have any more <laughs> 
And the Jamaica Observer started publishing my stories for about two years and they paid me. They published my stories more or less every week. And as a result of that, a friend of mine sent one of my stories to somebody and that, that was sent to Hansen Publication. And they contacted me to say, you know, we love your stories. Have you got any more? Um, have you thought of getting them published? And that was how my first book was published by Hansen Publication. The lovely Mr. Arif Ali published my first book without me doing anything at all. One of the pitfalls and obstacles of having your first book published is there are, or there can be, a lot of challenges. So what kind of challenges did you face? Because it seems like you had quite an easy ride, really. Yes, I think I did. Because he sent me, uh, you know, all the, the, the stuff to read that I had to sign. And I was just so happy that I was getting my book published. I didn't even read it. I just signed it and sent it back, which I realised now was a huge mistake. Because um, I'm finding out now that um, I can't get any of the royalties because they have to send a certain amount of books before I can get any of the money so I'm not getting anything the only money I get are the books from the books that I sell from my website or when I go to events but it was fairly straightforward I didn't have to do anything and my books are available all over the world so I thank Hansen even if I'm not getting any money from them they are the ones who've advertised my writing I'm told my books are on sale at both airports in Jamaica I've had messages from people in Canada to say they've bought my books I even went to Barbados went to Bridge town went into this bookshop and what did i see on the shelf my book partner monastery wow <laughs> believe it so, so yeah so although as i say you know there were a few things i wasn't happy with because publishing as you know is an absolute nightmare mm. but i must admit that hansen publication took all the pressure off me they just did everything and when was your first book published partner money stories volume one yeah the first one was published in 2011 but as i said it feels like it was a long time ago and then everybody liked the liked it so much that again you know Hansib asked me if I had any more stories and the next year they published volume two I've had two volumes published as I said so you're a very prolific writer so how many books have you written so far Oh my gosh, Nigel, um, let me see. I've had two volumes of short humorous stories called Pardon the Money Stories published. And they are about my memories as a little girl, you know, when the family used to get together. Because I'm trying to, to keep the Jamaican paths we're going and just share memories that my grandchildren will never experience. So I've got two volumes of short humorous stories. I've also had two volumes of poetry published called Contemplation. And I have just had a science fiction novel called The Mandari Chronicles, published by Conscious Dreams Publishers. That's a rather great departure from your usual work. What inspired you to go down that particular direction in terms of writing about science fiction? Writing has always been my first love, and I've always loved science fiction. I've, my, my imagination has always operated on another level. But when, when I was younger, I used to read a lot of science fiction books can't even remember any of them now, but I know I just absolutely loved science fiction. But I never actually wrote science fiction. And about, it must be about 15 years ago now, there was all sorts of stuff going on. Um, and I don't know, you know, we kept seeing these films with dwarves and elves and all sorts of things. And it got my brain going, thinking, hey, I wonder where 
why do these people get these ideas about elves and dwarves and whatever? And then I started having these weird dreams, Nigel. I actually dreamt I was back on the earth when it was first created and that there were three races elves, dwarves, and humans are called Medeans, elves, and I can't even remember, and the Elims, those are the elves. And then the, the, there was a race war, and people started fighting, and I jumped that we didn't speak originally, we were telepaths, and we could transport ourselves wherever we wanted to go. And then there was the race wars, and um, incorporated in the in the flood in the Bible, you know, from the Christian religion, a spacecraft actually took a group of people off the planet and took them to another planet. You do have a very active, <laughs> very active imagination. <laughs> So from those dreams, I then started putting together this novel of what the original people on the earth were like, how they developed, um, you know, after the flood compared to the people who were taken off the planet. And then there was another war going on there. And eventually one of them ended up back on earth. And he, you know, was sort of studying the earth because they all thought everybody on the earth uh, had died and there was no, no, no living beings on the earth. And then as it, as it carries on, he, he meets this woman, falls in love, and then he finds out she's not what she appears to be she's actually an alien too <laughs> so they end up going back to his planet and then that is when the story begins because then the war really takes off and they get caught up in a love triangle oh that sounds very in- intriguing actually what do you think makes your book stand out from other books written on similar subjects well the the short stories people always say to me that I've just captured the memories from their childhood because a few people have come to me and have said, wow, that that was my family. That's exactly the, the sort of things we, and that's what my grandma would have said. So, that, you know, they buy volume one and they come back and buy volume two. And a lot of people buy them because they said the elders love listening to them. So I've got some audio versions now because, again, they say the older people, they love listening and they laugh their heads off, especially, you know, when I, I try to speak patter. <laughs> they, they like that. I, I think it's just, just wanted to capture something, you know, to, to pass on uh, to the younger generation. Besides writing, what other activities are you involved? As you probably know, I'm a qualified counsellor and cognitive behaviour therapist. I'm a trainer. I've been a foster carer for 20 years. I've fostered, I think, nearly 39, 40 different young people. How can people contact you? And how can they obtain your books? Right. Well, um, I have a website. As I say, you know, you can get my books from Amazon and various other places, but I don't get any of the money. I only get the money if you buy them directly from me. You can get signed copies of all four, my, my two short stories and my two poetry books. And they're on my website. And that is all the W's. That's www.pardonamoneystories. And that's P-A-R-D-N-E-R, Money Stories. .co.uk. So if you go and find my website and you can buy, as I said, you know, signed copies on there, very reasonable. They're only six ninety nine, And, you know, you can really, you can find me on Facebook, you know, just um, search Pardoner Money Stories by Diane Heron. You can see loads of examples of my poetry. Uh, what else? Or just in case, in case you can't find all of that, just go on Google and search Diane Heron, D-E-A-N-N-E Heron, H-E-R-O-N, and you'll see my website and loads of other information about me. Well, thank you for your time, Deanne. And, um, no, thank you. Nigel, yeah. it's really lovely talking to you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity because I, I could talk all day. You know, <laughs> I could just keep going. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. You take care. All right. We'll speak again soon, Nigel. Okay. Take care. Have 
you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce, how can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from www.relationshipmistakesbook.com and amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. Award-winning author Pamela R. Haynes. Her latest book, Loving the Brothers, is available from Amazon and all good bookstores now. Nominated in the Best Writer category by the BLAC Awards for 2020. Loving the Brothers by author Pamela R. Haynes. Order your copy of a fantastic book now. Looking for Love is a documentary that explores black relationships in the UK, seeking answers to difficult questions, transforming the way we think about love and relationships. You know, 50% of couples who marry this year will get divorced. Looking for Love, from the award-winning director Menelik Shabazz, is finally available on DVD. If I had been to a counsellor or been to a therapist, I would have dealt with a lot of those issues a lot quicker. Get yours today from lookingforlovefilm.com. Thank you for listening. Please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe. Please like the podcast and subscribe to this channel. Thank you. Please like the podcast and subscribe to this channel. Thank you.